You're listening to 3CR Radio. 3CR broadcasts from the stolen lands of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty was never ceded in this country. And you're listening to In Your Face on 3CR with James. On today's show, we celebrate the easing of Melbourne's COVID restrictions with quotes and music from queer artists who have been on the show during lockdown, starting with Jacob Thomas, Philip Solomon, Fabio Perozzi, and Kitty Crystal. Um, I, I was thinking about this uh, recently where I was just like, I feel like I've just done nothing all lockdown. You know, I've just, I've just been napping, I've just been lying in bed. And then I realised I've actually been doing probably far too many things. Um, so I've made uh, about 400 face masks for people, um, which has been really, really delightful. Um, so they, it basically started off recognising that um, there was going to be a delay with some uh, appropriate PPE from DHHS. And you know, I can sew. I wouldn't say I'm brilliant, but I'm, I'm, I'm I can do it. You know, um, people might disagree, but yeah, I'll be. I'll try and be modest. And so with that, I was just like, yeah, cool. Let's like get these donated to whoever needs them. So we had um, some people contact from street. Uh, like initially, these were made for the Black Lives Matter protest. So uh, my friend Jessica and I just made a bunch of masks just in case people needed them, uh, just so that people weren't going to get um, caught out on the day. Uh, not having appropriate PPE, and we just want to support War, who are a phenomenal organisation. Um, if people don't know who they are, look them up. But um, we then yeah realised that after the Black Lives Matter protest here in Melbourne, we went, oh, yeah, cool, other people need them. So then um, I made some for Street, uh, made some for um, a few other organisations whose names escape me at the moment, but we did some for Out and About, so for our LGBTI seniors. Um, and then it's kind of just skyrocketed from there. So then we had orders and then, um, we didn't do it for profit. We just did it for the sake that, you know, you support your community in a time of crisis. I guess doing, doing things at home and being isolated and, 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 and having the freedom to, to play whenever the, whenever I feel like it, you know, like I've, I've DJed, uh, so much while I've been in isolation because I don't have any kind of gatekeepers saying we like your music or we don't like your music. So I've basically just done it. And, and, and I've been so surprised by how much I really um, naturally want to do it because a lot of the time I'm, I, I almost feel like uh, art making art is this really painful process of like pushing myself um, through the, the, the lack of motivation at the beginning and then, um, and then finally getting to a point where I'm kind of happy, happy, but with DJing, it's been, the motivation is the beginning. Like I've been motivated to DJ and not been allowed to. And so, uh, so having, having this, this freedom to just do it whenever I feel like, and also having the motivation to do it has been really surprising to me and so that's what's brought me the most amount of joy in this pretty pretty challenging time I think it's important when you are in a time like we are now in the pandemic to find a way where you can, even when you are in your home and you can go out, you can do something to make you happy. I think that everyone at the moment is pretty the same, like trying to find a way to still having kind of routine and at the same time trying to not lose their mind because obviously it's not like before where you're you you were free to do whatever you want everything changed for me it's like drawing is exactly like that i'm lucky because i'm still going to work every day but when i come back at home there is not much to do and drawing for me is the way to make me feeling free 
I think that's like a real like shining light of hope through the pandemic is like seeing creatives um, helping each other and like giving each other like resources and like working on things together, working on projects together to kind of like upskill, uh, like skill share. Um, yeah, I think that's really, really special and important in this time of like isolation <laughs> um, to have those connections and to have like a community of creatives who are like interested in uplifting each other as opposed to like an exclusive attitude that doesn't want, you know, other people to enter the space or to succeed. Instead, it's like very giving and, um, yeah, uplifting. So we wrote this song basically about uh, bodily autonomy. So I guess when you're in relationships and you're seeking that kind of connection where there's trust that's really solid so that no no one has to sacrifice their needs, whether that be for like commitment or for independence and you both kind of are intact and you have that autonomy and it's about kind of rebuilding that trust when it gets sort of tampered with or altered in some way and that kind of journey through vulnerability to rebuild that connection.
Night Fruit there, featuring Kitty Crystal and Prani Harrison with their track Mine. You're listening to a feature about queer artists during COVID on 3CRs in your face. Coming up, we feature Joshua Francis, Bradley Storer, Harder Tracks with Honey Milk, Guy James Whitworth, Benedict and Joshua Porcius. So I was really fortunate to receive uh, some Australia Council for the Arts uh, career development funding. So it was the first time I'd applied for myself as an individual um, and got the funding, which was going to take me to Japan, London and New York, doing some residencies and some placements within organisations. So I was able to go to Japan for the Tokyo Performing Arts Market, which was incredible but also surreal because COVID had started sort of spreading and, and was just main was just in mainland China. And then I was in Yoka, Yokohama when that ship was being held in quarantine in Yokohama and all these people from across Asia were gathering and it was a real concern about um, maintaining hygiene, but there was no lockdown or restrictions or it wasn't um, declared a pandemic yet. So it was really interesting being there in that time. And I was then returning back home to Melbourne before going off to London to work with the London International Theatre Festival. So I'd come back from Japan, had a bit of downtime in Melbourne and then headed straight off to London. And basically I arrived in London and the global pandemic was declared, uh, which was a very stressful time because I wasn't sure whether I should have stayed in London. I was in, I was in London unsure of what I should do basically. And we were working on an international art festival. So we were bringing artists together from across the world. And I was preparing for artists to arrive from Kenya. And I sort of had this moment of these artists aren't going to come. They aren't going to arrive in London. They're surely going to cancel their travel. And sure enough, they did. And then the UK government uh, started to ask venues and bars and restaurants and cafes to shut down. And Australia was doing the same. And I had to make the decision to return home. So this, this opportunity in London was a huge momentous one for me. And it was about learning how international arts festivals work, understanding Australia, where we sit within that, and wanting to be a champion for some of the artists that I'm working with, but couldn't do any of that work and return home and was in quarantine for two weeks in my home, unable to see anyone. Oh, well, yeah, but, um, during this period, I've been, I'm in a massive position of privilege because I do still have a stable income and a stable job, which is outside of the arts industry. But of course, because most of the arts in Australia has been unfortunately been severely damaged by what's happened and by all the shutdowns I think a lot of us have been forced to move I've seen a lot of people have been forced to move their practices online or start just seeking new ways to do it personally for me I've just been investing in but like in things that can help me uh, practice my practice do my practice at home within my own space which I think you've seen which is just being able to just do something as simple as just make a video in my own room in my own little corner and just sing a song to put directly out for a bit and for people to be able to see. Um, and other than that, I have been doing, a, actually at the very beginning of the movement, it was, <laughs> there was a lot of energy from a lot of people who were just like, okay, while we're in lockdown, we're going to, let's just get to band together artistic groups and let's just do whatever we can. And I was involved in a lot of groups that were doing play readings, which was wonderful, just discovering old and new works and things like that. And then out of that, I've actually been involved in, I'm now currently involved in the development of a new work, which is uh, by a company called Misfit uh, Toys and the play called Early Days, which is a wonderful romantic comedy, which is about a cis man and a trans man who meet by accident one day in a hospital waiting room and then end up b b dating. And the play follows along on the trials and tribulations of doing that, which is something currently we're working on and which is very, very wonderful. Um, yeah. And then other than that, I've still been able to maintain some kind of training practice with a lot of things going online via Zoom, which has been an adjustment, of course, because a lot of things like acting and singing do need the immediacy of being in the room with someone. But eventually you get used to it and you work around it and you can still make progress. So that's what I've been getting up to. Um, for me, I'm a bit of a homebody to begin with. I've I've stopped going out um, in the last 
year or two I don't go out very much I don't party that much um and I stay um at home and I've and I've really learned to to enjoy my space and my own company but I think with COVID and all the restrictions it has in a weird way it's made me more productive because I know that everybody's in the same boat if that makes sense like everybody's because you know I I don't I don't have a full-time job I don't I don't it hasn't made much difference to my working hours um because I do everything from home um but in a way it has made me more productive just knowing that everybody is at home and they're just uh you know they've got a lot of time and I feel like I've got a lot of time as well and I don't know it was it was a weird it it, it was a weird effect it had on my brain um that I just felt the need to be more productive um now that uh yeah everyone was in the same position I don't know um but it's worked out it's worked out well for me
think with sort of what's been happening over the um, the past few months, you know, with COVID and the sort of, um, I can never say this word, but zoonological, zoonological diseases, um, you know, diseases that, that pass from animals through the food chain into humans. I think a lot of people are beginning to wake up and realise that actually, you know, factory farming and sort of how we have been living for the past few decades is actually really not that healthy. And if we keep living in the way that we're living, then there's not going to be a good outcome. And a lot of people are turning to a more plant-based diet, if not a totally plant-based diet. I really, really want this to reach people where they can start to stand up for themselves and start to go, hang on a minute, what's going on here? We're in a we're in a lockdown situation. We can't see families. People are dying around us. We have a biological war going on. Um, it's affecting everybody um, worldwide. Um, you know, how is this controlling our society? Is this real? Like there's so many questions that people aren't answering and they're going, yes, so no, so three bags full. There's so many things that are twisted and confusing. You know what? It's so funny. I actually wrote the song in parts. Like I started writing it and it just hit me one day. And sometimes this happens, you know, I could be sitting there for days trying to write a song and then this song poured out of me in about 10 minutes. And I wrote the first part and then left it sitting maybe for a month or two. And then the rest just poured out of me again. And I just, I'd try not to push, you know, my songs. Um, it's like they've got their own little life, <laughs> their birthing life. And yeah, I, I remember just sort of I was actually processing some grief in my own life and really coming to an understanding of uh, a healing process I was going through. And I thought to myself, you know, this love, this 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 friendship I was going through, I was, this is a war zone. It feels like a war zone. And then just it suddenly just hit me. Like sometimes the melody and lyrics just hit me and it's like, this love is a war zone, baby. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like this is it. So... Yeah, it um, it was probably about, I don't know, um, two or three months ago of a process I was going through. Yeah. I'm fine.
kind of a lot of a lot of things that are coming up to the fore at the moment as well particularly in terms of the way that we imagine for example essential work and also sort of essential community life or essential caregiving um, and how those how those function if we think about sort of the way that queer family often takes very very sort of different forms and very you know important and meaningful forms that often don't match the picture of normative, heteronormative family life, but how so many of the of the affordances or the restrictions or the kind of the, the government governmental sort of imagining of the way that we should live and what we need to live and what we need to survive really is shaped around heteronormativity. You know, it's around the family life in the suburb, as opposed to many, you know, single individuals who have shared queer family both sexual and community connections that sustain them and that kind of give them give them life and give them give them sort of energy and comfort and safety and security and support you're listening to 3cr community radio a5am on digital and online 3cr radical radio You're listening to a feature about queer artists during COVID on 3CRs in your face. Coming up, Law Burns, Ben Newton, and comments and music from Michael Batira, Benjamin Trillado, Sky, and Tanya George. I, I hope, I mean, I am afraid, but, but I am attempting to do the best I can. And I have a lot to um, thank in terms of I've, I've got fantastic role models who I can look up to and that helps me to not not give up and not just be completely overwhelmed by because systemic issues are huge and it's very easy to just feel like you can't make a difference and it's hopeless and why even try. But, of course, if everyone thought that, nothing would happen and if everyone does try, that is how change happens. So, hmm. It's funny because um, creatively, it's actually been um, it's actually been really interesting. I have done quite a lot of work while we had the the, the sort of the strip lockdown here. I was able to. Um, I mean, it was disappointing on one level because I'd had plans to meet and photograph some new guys and uh, and, and and other people as well, and I had two or three ideas for projects that I wanted to get off the ground that really involved working with new people. So obviously, that had to be. That's had to be paused and is still on pause, but but what it did do was um, give me a chance to 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 re-examine some of the photographs I'd already taken and and reuse them and um, and it, and it has been interesting work wise. I think some of the stuff I've done is is beginning to take me in a slightly different direction. So that's that's been a positive. But obviously, the negative side of it is, um, like I say, I've not been able to make any new plans to to actually put any exhibitions together. And I try and do um, a physical exhibition at least once a year, if I can, or sometimes more if possible. Um, because obviously that's how I make a living. And there's no, you know, I've, I've been involved in things online and I've, I've given a couple of talks about my artwork online and I've shown an, an online exhibition for um, Pride in London, uh, which is fantastic. But, it's not really a substitute for a physical exhibition where you come into a space and you you interact with the artwork firsthand. You know, there is there isn't really a substitute for that. So that's been disappointing. Uh, so it's kind of really refreshing to be back now, doing things back from my roots. You know, doing what I 
what I know and really love. I I definitely um, am more of a singer than anything, singer-songwriter. So when I get to perform the songs that I write the way that I wrote them, it's much more meaningful to me. And, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely definitely happier doing doing this 100%. Like just, just being on stage in a theatre production for your vocal ability, even your stamina, like moving around and singing on stage, it just builds up so much, you know. And sometimes when I'm just sitting at the piano, just having a bit of a sing, I, I feel like it's hard work because I'm, I haven't been on stage for a while. So, yeah, just being in a show and, and, and yeah, projecting and pushing yourself, you get into a routine so your body becomes accustomed to it and it's almost like a muscle memory and uh, you, build, you become stronger because of it. The song is about recognizing your self-value and understanding that you deserve a place in this world. Um, as a queer person, I grew up struggling to come to terms with my sexuality and worth is about the struggles I face and accepting myself and owning my queerness. 
I pretty much wanted to write like an anthem for the LGBTQIA plus community, um, but also anyone else that needs a reminder to love and accept themselves for who they truly are. to my conscience Chew me up and spit me out I'll leave a bit of taste of Remember that I won't back down Trying to fit my confidence in a drink. I'm tired of never feeling comfortable in my own skin. I wanna look in my face and I wanna love the shape I'm in, but the voice that drowns desire. Telling me that I won't win I just gotta remember
reach into my conscience, chew me up and spit me out. I'll leave a bit of taste of. Remember that I won't back down. How has Melbourne's lockdown impacted on your songwriting? Ooh, it's definitely impacted a lot. Um, in in different ways. I think that at first, um, myself and a lot of my peers saw it as an opportunity to to be like, okay, let's just do all the songwriting. Then let's just there's no limits now. So I I wrote like seven songs in two weeks and was crazy productive. But then like from that, like completely crashed and and entered like this really neutral zone of not really knowing how to how to go about it and what the what the why was. I think that with live gigs it creates um a lot of reason to why us musicians do what we do. So it's definitely been a battle trying to figure out um the purpose behind my songs and 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 that motivation that I had before the lockdown happened. Yeah. Feeling your breath on the back of my neck Fighting to push you away This could be something I want to forget Don't blame me if I want to stay No, it's not right But I need someone like you Oh, I can't deny Though I try She gets on the daily I get so nervous when you get too close It's sad that I need you to save me No, it's not a right But I need someone like you Oh, I can't deny Though I try I just want you If you could Listening to 3CR Radio. That's the strange thing as well. I had a feeling that there was a massive shift about to emerge. (laughs) And I had a feeling that contact, I don't know why, it's a bit trippy, felt like contact was going to just drop between humanity. I don't know why, you know, with the whole uh, keeping distance from one another. And that's why there's like a a line in there that's like, somebody like mugged me but nobody hugged me so it's kind of like I've kind of future written so yeah this song came, came out at a really strange time and then I sort of finished it as COVID um hit and the song just suddenly made sense everything made sense Doom. 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 
my bloodstream No one hug me after someone mug me One, two, three, four things happen to me Fundamality, I'm so gonna be easy Smoking water through pipe, yeah Must have an unhappy life, fair Hashtag your emotion with a broken knife, yeah How nice, how wise Your logic, you sacrifice Your opinion, you ask for advice I've milk you drunk, it's wise I've milk you drunk, it's wise No One, two, three, four times, couldn't feel it From the malady, how so can it be? Guess we're all tattooed, monsoon human We'll be extinct soon, clone what we see on TV Taking our originality, but Yes, who asked me? Just a girl with a stupid dream How nice, how wise Your logic, you sacrifice Your opinion, you ask for advice I've milk you drunk, it's wise I've milk you drunk, it's wise No, You sacrifice your opinion, you ask for advice. I've milk you drunk, it's wise. I've milk you drunk, it's wise. George with Normality. We also heard from Sky with Love Like That, Benjamin Trelado with Worth, and Michael Batira with The Green Garden. So this is in the middle of the pandemic where this billionaire is suing the Pentagon for a military contract for what most people think is the place that you order books from. It's a very interesting case study in pulling out the different threads of militarism and how it can really be embedded in so many aspects of our lives that we don't even realize that when we order something from Amazon that we're putting workers' lives at risk and that we're supporting what is becoming becoming an increasingly important actor in the military industrial complex. Exposing that to people, I think, is very important. People will care if they understand that this is how things are all interconnected and linked. It's surfacing that information, it's making that accessible and making it relevant for people's lives. And I think that is another opportunity that COVID-19 really presents to us is that we are all connected and these structures are all connected. We can see that much more clearly now than we could before. We need to keep radical voices on air. Subscribe now. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 9419 
was Jocelyn Brown and Kim Mazzell with their version of Enough is Enough. I'm out of here. Jacob's up next with a Friday rave, taking us as Beyond again, and we'll catch you next week on In Your Face. Face would like to thank Thorn Harbour Health for their sponsorship of this program. Thorn Harbour Health envisions a healthy future for our gender, sex and sexuality diverse communities, a future without HIV, and a future where all people live with dignity and respect. To find out more, search Thorn Harbour Health on your search engine or Facebook.